What's up carnivores? This is Carnivore Kurt, your host, and I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome to the channel. I'm super excited. My name is Carnivore Kurt. Carnivore Kurt. I'm gonna be your host. All right, carnivores, just jump right into it. The number one key to doing the carnivore diet, I've really transformed both how I feel, look, just experience life. And I think that the carnivore diet is a tremendously powerful tool for a lot of individuals who are suffering from anxiety, autoimmune Share disease. it with someone who's interested in the carnivore diet. Let's spread the word, let's get this out to people. Let's help others understand more about this and see the bigger picture. Guys, that was a score. Score one for the carnivores. What is going on? Happy late 2019. Almost a new decade, almost a new year for a new resolution. I thought it'd be great to put together a video on two powerful keys, two keys to rapid weight loss. On this video, we're gonna jump right into that and we're gonna get into the meat of it. So stay tuned. So there's really two components to weight loss when I think about it from my perspective, the kind of ancestral living, ancestral hacking. The first one is hormones, really understanding how your hormones work and play a factor in this. And the second is your metabolic rate, which is sort of affected by the hormones. You see, recently I put out a video about three powerful keys to losing weight. In that video, I talked about the model around CICO, calories in versus calories out, tracking macros, and eating at a deficit. And, and I encourage you to go look at that video. But in this video, I wanna talk about probably two things that are even more important than that video. We're gonna be more important for people that are actually newer maybe to the ketogenic diets and the carnivore diets. And these come around the hormones and the metabolic process of our bodies. You see the, the calorie in calorie model works in a closed system. Say your body was an actual car, an automobile. Well, if you put a certain amount of fuel in and you run the car and you burn that fuel, well, you're gonna have a certain amount of fuel left in the gas tank. The thing with the human body though is we're much more intelligently designed. We use hormones and we use a metabolic system, metabolism, to sort of regulate the energy. And this was designed through evolution. It was designed intelligently so that in times of famine, when we had no food, we could tap into energy reserves in our fat stores, but also downregulate our overall metabolic rate, our basal metabolic rate, our BMR, and we could also lower our thermic um, effect, kind of how, how hot we run, as well as our active metabolic rate. We use hormones to do this. Primarily, one of the biggest hormones we use is insulin, and you've heard about insulin in a number of different, probably, discussions around weight loss, around health, around disease. Insulin is a big deal, and in this video, we're gonna tap into the two concepts here, hormones and the metabolic rate, and real quick, for those of you following me for the carnivore diet, yes, weight loss is a little bit off topic, but I also think that it's really important to understand and the hormones and the metabolic processes that go into this whole system all directly relate to being a healthy carnivore. And I think the carnivore diet, as you're gonna see in this video, for those of you tuning in about weight loss, can be one of the most powerful ways to actually lose weight. It's, it's got tremendous value on top of other things that I often talk about around the elimination aspects, the low residue, the, the less infl inflammatory and triggering the diet can actually be. So let's jump right into it. So getting into it, 
Let's talk about the hormones. So if you're gonna lose weight, one of the first things you'll do probably is go to a website, an app tracker, and you're going to be asked to put in your age, your sex, your height, your weight. And then you're gonna ask, it's gonna ask you to set some goals about where you wanna lose your weight. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up. Because our bodies aren't a closed system, because you're not necessarily just going to eat at a deficit and lose those, that, those calories and that weight, you need to understand these two concepts around hormones and metabolism. Because pumping out a number from the calculator only looks at one sort of level of what's going on. It looks at the calories in and the calories out. In theory, that should work. But again, hormones are a huge player here. And personally, I can attest to this. I did a video on how I raised my testosterone by 300%. What happened was I was eating one meal a day, going OMAD, O-M-A-D, one meal a day, and I was doing that for about two, about six to eight weeks. And when I did that, I tested my testosterone, my hormones. What I found was that that reduction in the amount of food that I was taking in, as well as the overall calories, dropped my testosterone substantially. I went from about 687 to 311, and, or 310, and, and I basically, I looked at that and was scratching my head going, what is going on here? And I realized that my body had down-regulated my metabolism, my energy. I had reduced the amount of calories I was taking in, but also um, the type of food I was taking in was fairly consistent. And so overall, my body just had slowed things down. You can see how I did, how I experienced that as well as what I did to change that and, and boost my testosterone. If you wanna check out that video, there's a link here on the video here. I went from 315 to over 900. Nine, it was like 910 in a period of less than a month. So here's the deal with weight loss. Hormones are key. Insulin is probably the biggest thing you need to be aware of. And this is the first point we wanna talk about with one of these keys. You need to understand that insulin is not just a hormone for people that are dealing with diabetes. It's a natural hormone in your body that your body uses. And what happens is when you eat food, in today's society, we eat a lot of processed, refined carbohydrates. We eat a lot of foods that will spike your blood sugar. And your body has to closely re regulate the blood sugar in your system. And it does that by producing insulin. So when you eat food, and assuming there's carbohydrates and sugar in that food, your body is going to see a spike of blood sugar. You get a little bit of that with protein and a little bit with fat, but it's usually very, very minuscule, and it's, it's exponentially smaller than when you're eating actual sugar. So when you're eating the sugar, your body produces from the pancreas insulin. The insulin is the hormone that allows your body to tell fat cells in your body to store excess energy. So what you're doing is the insulin comes along into your body, and then the fat cells open up to receive the excess blood sugar, the excess stores, and it stuffs that into your fat cells. This is a great design for when we were feasting and we wanted to store energy. It allowed us to have a lot of energy reserves stored in the body, but it's not good for us when we want to lose weight. If you are eating a diet where you're constantly triggering insulin, the thing is, if insulin is, is turned on in your body and you have a level of insulin that's higher, your body does not tap into the fat reserves. Your body cannot burn fat from your fat cells when you have insulin in your system. Again, I'll say that again. Your body will not burn the fat in your fat reserves 
if you have insulin flowing through your body. So although I don't want to say that carbohydrates are necessarily the demon here or the bad thing, because there are people in societies that can eat a higher carbohydrate diet without having consistent, persistent elevated levels of insulin, I will say for most Americans and most people on a standard diet of, of Western society, you're getting a lot of foods that trigger higher levels of insulin and give you hyperinsulinemia hyperinsulinemia, which is a consistent, elevated, persistent level of insulin. When that happens, no amount of exercise or eating at a deficit is going to help you because your body doesn't open up and use the reserves of fat that you have in your system. What? Now, a quick backtrack. You need insulin, again, to regulate the blood sugar. If you don't have a regulated blood sugar, you can have issues with vision, concentration. It can cause nerve damage. Blood vessels can be damaged. Kidneys can be damaged. It's really important that you have insulin in your body and that you keep your blood sugar regulated. But having it in your body at all times or having it elevated oftentimes is going to contribute to the challenge with burning the fat in your cell reserves that you need to tap into. So persistent, elevated levels of insulin shut off all fat burning. Stepping into key two is our metabolic system. And this again is triggered largely by these hormones, insulin and leptin are two big ones and they sort of inversely play a role with each other. What happens is when you eat things that elevate blood sugar, insulin gets released, insulin then goes and goes, hey, fat cells, open up to store this extra energy so we can keep the blood sugar really well regulated and you can't burn fat. You're essentially accepting energy, you're not releasing energy. Leptin then gets released by your fat cells, and that is the hormone that signals satiety. Basically, it tells your body, hey, I am full. And the metabolic process is what's happening here is you're initially storing fat, and then the hormones from the fat cells are coming out as leptin, and that's telling your body, hey, I, I no longer need to eat food. I am full. I am, I am completely satisfied. problem is when you have elevated insulin levels for prolonged periods of time, you're also submitting elevated levels of leptin. And what we know is that for a lot of hormones, the receptors in the body get downregulated. They basically become desensitized. They're not nearly as sensitive to the hormones when they're constantly experiencing the hormones. So when you have insulin and it's constantly elevated, it keeps getting elevated and the fat cells become less receptive to being activated to store the fat in your body. They're also pumping out more leptin, which your body is becoming less and less sensitive to. So you're not only having to pump more insulin into your body, you're taxing your pancreas and your whole endocrine system with insulin, but you're also not being sensitive to the leptin levels in your body saying, hey, I'm full, I don't need to eat anymore. And it's this vicious cycle where you are not in any sort of mode of burning fat and you are in a constant mode of being hungry. So you can see here, these hormones are really key, right? If your hormones aren't right and you're constantly operating at a high level of insulin in your body, you are not only gonna be not able to tap into the fat reserves and burn fat in your body, but you're also going to have challenges because your, your fat cells are gonna be triggering leptin 
and your receptors of the satiety feeling as well as not being hungry are going to be limited. And so you're gonna be hungry, but you're gonna be eating, but you're gonna be hungry. So fast forward and we come to your diet and the actual composition of what you're eating. So again, with the hormones, we understand that if we don't carefully regulate and watch them, we're going to have an issue where we can't actually unlock the fat burning potential and also our metabolism is going to downregulate and it's going to basically operate in a way where it's going to protect or, or burn based on the situation we're in. So fast forward to the lifestyle and the diet, if you can reduce the amount of sugar coming into your body, whether that's through restricting carbs, restricting sugars, and there's a number of ways to do that. Probably my popular way is through the carnivore diet, which is a subset of the ketogenic diet. You are going to remove or really lower the level of insulin in your body. When your body has no insulin, what happens? You can now burn fat. You can tap into the fat reserves in your body and you can go, hey, let's start using this energy as fuel. Ketone bodies are produced and then the, the liver creates those and then your body can actually go through the cycle of producing energy from ketones, which is the fats in your body, and you're able to tap into that reserve. Not only are you tapping into the fat reserves now because you don't have insulin flowing through your body telling your fat cells to not release energy and accept it, but your leptin is not being triggered either. Your, your fat cells aren't stuffing themselves with energy and getting overstuffed because of the insulin that's flowing around because you don't have any. And so once you do get full or you do eat a meal, that leptin that does get released in that temporary moment where the insulin does rise and you store some energy, you're sensitive to it and you go, oh, I'm full, I'm hungry. And so the cycle gets stopped. You're able to eat, but you eat till you're full and you're able to burn fat because you're not dealing with constant flows of insulin or high levels that are persistently elevated and you could tap into that energy reserve. So two keys, right? You wanna understand the hormones and how your diet is impacting those. If you are eating a high carbohydrate diet, high sugar diet, it's going to be really hard no matter what you do when you reduce the deficit of what you're eating to actually not hit your goals. Your body's going to slow down your metabolism. It's going to constantly have insulin flowing in there and not allow you to tap into the fat reserves on your body to actually burn. If you're eating a low carbohydrate ketogenic diet, your body is going to be free to tap into those, those, those reserves and, and keep the metabolic rate higher because you're not going to have insulin telling your body, hey, we just need to stuff everything into the fat cells and leptin pumping out, making you feel like you're still hungry all the time, so you're overeating. And on top of that, you're going to be able to burn fat. You're going to be able to operate at the metabolic rate that allows you to con continue to tap in your reserves. In addition, this is where calories in, calories out can be valuable. And this is why I still promote it because from my perspective, if you're on the carnivore diet or a ketogenic diet, you definitely have a tremendous amount of leverage with calories in versus calories out. You're not really seeing your body shift as much metabolically because you're not spiking your insulin levels for persistent amounts of time. And so you can absolutely track what you're eating in and track what you're eating out to adjust whether you wanna go and lose weight or you wanna gain weight. So I know that was a lot to take in. Again, the big message here is around hormones and how they affect your metabolic rate and really about insulin and having insulin elevated. If you have insulin elevated, 
you're stuffing your fat cells. Your fat cells cannot release fat as energy and your metabolism is not going to work the same way, which is where the second kind of piece of the message is calories in does not equal calories out when your diet and the macros aren't consistent and when they're not really favoring a fat burning a way to approach losing the weight. So that was a lot to say and I really kind of wanted to articulate that, but I hope that helps. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Hit the comment button and drop a note in there. Let me know how long you've been a carnivore, if you've done the ketogenic diet, what's worked well for you in the weight loss space. Like, comment, share, and if you're new, subscribe, and thank you so much for tuning in.